What's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Balls, Buckets, and Bull podcast. Joining me, making his debut episode, my good friend, Ose Oligby. How you doing, man? Doing great, dude. Doing great. All right, so we are going to talk nothing but NBA on this podcast. The season started last night. The opening day is tonight, and we are ecstatic, despite Ose's uh, quiet demeanor. <laughs> no, dude, it's super, so, super, super exciting for sure. Oh, definitely, and it was, and then you know that based off the last night's game. Oh, it was so, wild. I mean, talk about two close games. I mean, Golden, you know, Golden, Golden State loses to Houston, and like it was like a, a near buzzer beater by Durant. Exactly. I think they they lost a one twenty two to one twenty one. Yeah. I think that was right. Yeah, was one point. And then uh, Cleveland pulls out a win on um, two two road team victories too, which was cool. Yeah. To pulls out a win at uh, Boston. Obviously, everyone's talking about. That horrific, nasty, gruesome injury to Gordon Hayward. It looked bad. It is bad. Uh, it looks like he's been diagnosed with a dislocation and fracture of his left tibia. Yeah, I'd say he's like definitely going to be out until at least like the All-Star break. Yeah, if not, I mean, if not playoffs. I, 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 honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just like done for the year because – Stuff like that, you, you just gotta re. You have to rehab a oh, lot too. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's not like a, like let's say like a concussion, right? Like or you get like some other injury where you can just you're you're not healthy and then you're healthy and you go. Yeah, right. It's like you got he's got to rehab. Oh, yeah. So after the surgery, like I mean, that's a good like four months recovery time. Then he has to go through PT. You know, get his strength bath. He's not gonna be as explosive at all anymore. So yeah, I'd say like maybe if they really needed him, they can like maybe like get him back by like playoffs to say like if. Celtics gonna make it to like the second round or whatever, but even that's pushing it. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so the first thing we want to talk about is get everyone up to date and uh, up to speed on where all the new players are at. There is a ton of new faces in new places. The NBA has done a terrific job of having a great off season. It was probably even more exciting and more intriguing than the NFL off season, which is normally known to be. The, probably the best yeah. off season is of all the four major sports. I mean, the NFL sets it up so good. They have, they have the season, then they have the Super Bowl, then, uh, and it's about two months, and then they start doing, um, you know, the the combine, and then the draft, and then it's then it's preseason, and or you know, then it's training camp, and then preseason, and then, um, they set it up to where like the season ends between, you know, they just do a great job of like, pr- pretty much only missing out on like a month or so of like nothing with NFL. So yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing about like about the NBA preseason and basically, and like, you know, the trade deadline, that kind of stuff was because of like golden state putting so much pressure on every single other team to honestly like build a super team to get up to like that, that Cowboys compete at the, like, you know, the play the championship level, you had to have at least one star, if not two to be able to compete with them. And you're just not going to be able to make it past, you know, you know, golden state, honestly. So they had to like, you know, teams had to make the cap space. They had to trade. They had to open up their salaries. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into all these new people. So first we're going to go kind of like, just because there's so many, we're going to go, uh, we're going to talk about a few teams who've gained a lot of players or a uh, significant one. So first one we'll talk about is Cleveland. Yeah, sounds good. They get Dwayne. Yeah. They get Dwayne Wade, Derek Rose, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Dwayne Wade's looked like he looked like he's going to be the starting point uh, shooting guard. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't think that made Jr. Smith too happy, but I think it'll give the Cavs a better consistent scoring from the position. Yeah, and like Jr. Smith, he knows his place. He knows like he's like he can be kind of a spotty shooter sometimes, and like Dwayne Wade honestly just has more tricks in his bag and like can get 
more consistent points than Jr. can. But at this point, I think Jr. just wants more championships. Like Jr. I mean, Wade's legacy is already set, but Jr. just needs to he needs to like win this place, and he will. So. Yeah. So, you know, Kyrie Irving was such a great score for the Cavs. And I, while I think, you know, I think Isaiah Thomas can come pretty close to matching that, yeah. if not matching it. Yeah. That hip injury is kind of a concern. And, oh, you know, sure. it's, it, it grew, it, for me, it grew to a bigger concern one when the Cavs kind of came back to the, the, the Celtics and were saying, hey, uh, we're not sure if we can go through this injury, this trade anymore because this injury is worse than we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, We'll see. Uh, you know, over eighty percent of people think apparently believe that the Cavs, uh, with these additions, will give them a good shot to beat the Warriors. Could, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I could honestly see that happening because now you have somebody like Dwayne Wade who can guard Clay Thompson, who's done it in the past. Um, you've got uh, what's it called? You've got Derrick Rose who can definitely guard Steph Curry and score on Steph Curry because he's bigger than Steph Curry. Um, and at the same time, like clearly, you have got LeBron that can you know guard KD and. This team is like it's kind of formulated to where they have enough weapons to be able to get points consistently and get up there. Because when you're playing against Golden State, you need to be like scoring at least 25 points per quarter. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like they've kind of formulated to where they have enough weapons offensively, yet they're not lacking defensively. I think there should have plenty of offensive power. My issue comes with the one. Is it Derrick Rose or is it Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. First of all, can can either of them stay healthy? But here's where my concern <laughs> really? is, right? So this this is all coming down to can they beat the Warriors? Can and what I think it really comes down to is can they defend against the Warriors? Exactly. When you play against the Warriors, all five of your players must be good on defense and they must be active and aware and good at switches. Oh, for sure. Because every single best believe every single player on that's out there on that court for the Warriors can either score the three, mm-hmm. score the or score at a, you know just layups. And so you cannot, you you know, uh, so often in NBA you can get a you can hide a, a player that's not good on defense on like a shooting guard who just doesn't really do anything but shoot threes, exactly. right? You can't do that with the Warriors. Yeah. And so Isaiah Thomas uh, has not been known for his defense. You know, obviously he's a smaller dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pretty much any time anybody if they're ever not doing good offensively, they can just go to a one on one against him exactly. and get whatever shot they and want. And they'll be able to get so, some basket against him too because, like, I mean, let's be honest here, every other point guard's got three, four inches on the guys. So, and like the main concern with me for, for Cavs is going to be basically like they have the, I mean, you've got Tristan Thompson, I guess the starting center. I mean, maybe yeah. you've got, yeah. A, yeah. yeah. I think the really quick, the starting lineup will probably be, you know, once everyone's all healthy, mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas at the one, right. Dwayne Wynn at the two, LeBron at the three, Kevin Love at the four, mm-hmm. and then Chris, Tristan Thompson yeah. at the five. Yeah. So basically Tristan Thompson is going to be, is going to be guarding and switching off of Draymond Green, which Draymond Green is, I mean, just honestly, an overall like ten times better player because he can shoot the three ball better than Tristan. He can uh, post up better than Tristan. He can defend better than Tristan. Oh, okay. he's he, Draymond yeah, Green. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he can literally do anything better than like they're better than Tristan yeah. Thompson. So when they stretch the floor like that, and Tristan Thompson is slower than every other player on the court, I mean, they're just going to punish them in the paint. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk. We'll keep talking about that later because I mean, every pretty much everything is going to include the Warriors oh, at yeah. some point. Oh, so yeah. let's keep it moving. Let's talk about Paul George to the Oklahoma Thunder oh, and Melo Melo to the Thunder oh, too. That's exciting. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this offense is run, how the minutes and the rotations are managed, that's, and yeah, ultimately, I think it's how can the Thunder match up with the Warriors? My so like I just talked about mm-hmm. with the with the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. The biggest one for me is: Do you play Roberson or Carmelo? Because, uh, and I because look like you know Melo, Melo and 
uh, Paul George pretty much played the same position, right? Small right, forward. Right. And I guess Melo could slide into the power forward spot mm-hmm. if you wanted to. But the problem, like I, like I just said with the Warriors, they have they, those two players are like the exact opposite. And I think it's funny. Roberson plays great defense. Yeah. And which is what I, I think, I think every elite team mm-hmm. needs at least one guy who is absolutely elite yeah, to play against the superstar. Yeah, exactly. The Spurs have Kawhi, yeah. the Warriors have Clay Thompson. Um, yeah, you know, like Ever, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you need someone who is elite at, so, at, at least slowing down superstars. But the problem is that he struggles uh, scoring offensively. Yeah. So when you know, especially when you're trying to take a, a, a advantage of a team against their defensive rotations, and you need a guy to you know make a three, make a shot. That's just not what he can do. Yeah, basically so, with Melo off the floor and Roberson in the rotation, you're losing like I don't know, probably like 10, 12 points per game just like off the bat right there. Yeah, but and, then you know you're better defensively, yeah, right? So exactly. and then Melo provides a great scoring option who can pretty much score from anywhere. He can create his own shot, yeah. which has a lot yeah, of value. He can play off ball if he needs to. But I mean, the the, the concern with me with the OKC is that. To be frank, you honestly have got three ball hogs in a starting lineup, if potentially. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 I mean, well, Rustbrook can defend pretty well, but Westbrook at the same time, the ball, he needs the ball. Needs the ball. Yeah. yeah. And Paul George also needs the ball. They all need to have, like, if they're not dropping 25 points per game, uh, maybe they'll get you five assists. Russell Westbrook will drop a triple double, of course, but you're not going to be able to see, you're not going to see five assists a game out of Melo potentially. You might get some rebounds. And if Paul George isn't touching the ball, he's not going to be flying on defense. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the thing with Melo too, like like I said, you need every single person to be able to defend because all five players are going to be you know be able to score. Right. And so you, like I said, you can't hide him on an offensively challenged player like you normally exactly. can with every, with every other team. And so. I mean, the the thing with um, OKC though is they have size now at least. Like their team is like is freaking huge. So oh, yeah. able, yeah. I mean, Steve, Stephen Adams yeah. looking like freaking Obi Wan. <laughs> what is it? No Qui Gon yeah. Jinn out there. <laughs> Exactly. Fashion, uh, oh, exactly. Like, yeah, hair, but. they've got all the size in the world, and if they can just use that to their advantage and just you know play the play play big ball and just you know have Russell Westbrook uh, just you know keep like you know, just just reading the ball and that kind of stuff, and Paul George will like find a shot when he needs to, and there'll be games where he'll just absolutely take over. There'll be games where Mel will take over, and every other game you'll be having a triple double out of Russell Westbrook. I feel like so they'll be yeah. okay as long as they can figure it out. You know. Let's keep it moving. Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward to Boston. Obviously, Hayward's out for this foreseeable future. So that would have been a great acquisition oh, for them. Beautiful. We're going to have to just you know hold off and seeing what this team looks like when it comes to full health. Kyrie Irving, though, um, you know it's looking good for him. He looked like he played pretty well. The one thing I was interested, I was looking back at like at their roster. Right. I think they're only returning like four players or so. Yeah, it's and like ironic. they won, they they like won the Eastern Conference like in the With regular season people, last yeah. year, and they're only returning four players. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah, it's like it's that same dynamic where they're just like, okay, well, obviously, even if we were to beat the Cavs, do our pieces match up against the Warriors? Kind of deal. So it's like, yeah. now at least with Kyrie Irving, they have like I'm not saying Isaiah Thomas wasn't able to do, you know, be clutch and all that kind of stuff, but Kyrie Irving literally has like another dimension to him where. If you might have a game where he's absolutely shooting, you know, 50% and goes off for like 40 points or something like that. And you might need to have like three or four nights like that in the playoffs just to put you over the edge. And he's going to have to do it now because Gordon Hayward's out. So, I mean, your next best option is what? Al Horford and Marcus Smart? So... Yeah, man, you just you gotta feel bad for the for the freaking Celtics. Well, I guess you can't because I mean they've gotten pretty lucky with the picks they've gotten, That's true. you know, in the lottery That's and stuff. True. But you do feel bad in the sense that they played it, they tanked while or they they did 
they did everything right. Right. right? Yeah. They made the playoffs. Got the number one. They got the number one seed <laughs> and got the number one draft pick in the exactly. same, same season, which I don't think has ever happened before. And they've been accumulating all these draft picks, accumulating all this talent. Oh yeah. You know they're like a Sixers, but they've also been competitive. They've been so winning. they've been able yeah. to keep the bench mm-hmm. while also knowing like, hey, we can't beat LeBron right now, right. but we're getting ready for after that. Right. Exactly. And you saw this offseason. They pushed their chips into the table. They went all in. Oh, they're definitely. like, okay, we think, you know, everyone's moving west. Mm-hmm. Paul George moved. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler moved. We have, you know, I think they can pretty much always beat the the Wizards, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So they're like, okay, They've solidified let's try to beat, Le- let's try to beat LeBron now. Yeah, pretty much. And they saw LeBron, you know, you know, in a weakened state, every, mm-hmm. you know, it just wasn't. So like they went all in and to see it just absolutely die in the first six <laughs> minutes of the season. Pretty just, much. So sad. Bucks. And like, honestly, Jason Tatum, like after watching him last night, he's going to be a monster. Like, I feel like the dude is like, he just needs to get his way up a little bit and his shot is, is lacking a little bit, but he was guarding LeBron. He's doing a great job. So I wasn't. I wasn't thinking they're gonna. They have like a, a bust in him, so at least they can like rest easy, knowing that they have someone that can defend like elite, elite small forwards and fours, and you know, so it'll turn out well for him, I believe. All right, so let's talk about CP3 to Houston. Uh, I say, why don't you go ahead and give us your thoughts? Yeah. Okay. So uh, with CP3 to Houston, so the good thing about CP3 is that he's not a. He doesn't have to have the ball to be able to perform, you know, on the court and that kind of stuff. Where you have the beard. Um, who needs to have the ball, who needs to be able to make his own shot, who needs to be able to, you know, be able to drop 20, 25 points a game and be able to get his, uh, his assists in and stuff. But with CP3, you have CP3 as a, as a floor leader, which is, I think what they needed is, I mean, you have James Harden, but he wasn't as mature. He matured a little bit last season, but he really needed to step it up to go lead that team. And now you got CP3 there who brings experience and who brings, you know, just more points, more shots, more minutes, more, more efficacy coming out of one player. So it's going to be good. Yeah. I just, I just think it's going to be interesting to see how the ball is distributed. Yeah, you know? that's going to be the big steal. I think, I think this team is going to be very exciting to watch, and you saw it last night. Mm-hmm. They're a good test for the Warriors. They beat the Warriors yeah. in Golden State. Um, we have some questions about that game. We'll get to them later. But um, you know, the Rockets just need to improve on defense. You cannot beat the Warriors unless you are good and uh, mindful mm-hmm. and good on your switches mm-hmm. and every all your your defense needs to be up to spot. And the only way you can get around that is shooting like 40% from three, which the Rockets can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 40, 45% for three. The Rockets can do, but not for a seven game series. Um, yeah. You like, know, last year they, last year they finished 26. They let a point opponent score 110 points per game. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're probably not going to win games, you know, win series doing that. And it showed, it showed against the Spurs, you know, they, what happens in game one, they blew them out and they couldn't really shoot like that. Exactly. You know, they shot like that one other game in the series. And it's so. nice now that they have Eric Gordon, because that's giving you a shooting guard who can play, who can come off the bench, but also he can move to the, um, he can move to point guard if he needs to, you know, just to help him out there. But the dude's got consistent points. Like in new Orleans, the man was like, he was honestly, I think, I don't think he ever shot below, 15 points a game in NOLA, but he was doing great over there. Now they got them on his team and we got Nene, which Nene is a great defender coming from uh, the Wizards. So hopefully they can, with that, they can make some happen. All right. Last one here. just want to talk really quickly about Jimmy Butler to Minnesota. Talked about the trade a while back on the pod, but I think it's like, was just pure robbery. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The Bulls botched that I mean, trade. someone just they needs to like bring them up on charges because <laughs> what they stole from the Bulls is absurd. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking, to be honest. I don't know what the Bulls are doing anymore. 
I mean, you got players fighting in practice. Yeah. Guy got to be their best. One of their best players got sent to the hospital. Yeah, it's like it's one of those uh, things where they just need to like kind of get their their front office like set before they start making more trades and making more moves because they have to decide now whether they want to try and bring an all star in or they want to tank and try and get their uh, get their draft picks developed into something because they're not making the playoffs this year. No kidding. I think I have a hot take. Yeah. I think they're going to be the worst team in the league this year. Oh shoot! I don't know if that's even hot. Actually, I think the Nets. I think I, I honestly it might not because I think the I think the Nets are going to be better with D'Angelo Russell. Oh yeah, and the Sixers um, are definitely going to be. Um, I think the Sixers oh, the, actually the might Sixers, fight for eighth, dude. They might fight. We'll talk for about eighth. that. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. Um, uh, you know who else was down there? The Suns. Devin yeah. Booker's looking good. Oh, I think Devin Booker. Like who, who might be an all-star. on the Bulls? Who on the Bulls is going to pull them to win? Yeah, they just. I think they might have to make an all-star or make a get a trade in by uh, the all-star deadline because I mean, Zach Levine is good, but when your next best player is, I mean, who maybe Robin Lopez or Miritic. I mean, come on, man. You just gotta, they need one. Miritic's done. You got hit in the face. Oh, right. and yeah. Broke. Yeah, face. Like, that's you, right. That's right. Yeah. They just, Bobby Portis. Oh. they need that extra edge. Like it's come to the point in the league where you need an all-star on your team. If not, you're not going to be able to compete. Yeah. All right, so we'll talk more about Jimmy Butler uh, a little. And I keep saying this in a little while. I promise people we'll get, we'll get, get, get to these conversations. Um, okay, so let's get into our award predictions. We just wanted to do MVP and Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Maybe maybe if we have some time, we'll do uh, we'll just do off the top of our head some other stuff. But really quick, Ose, what are your thoughts uh, at this point about the MV, uh, MVP award? For me, it's going to go back to like probably last year's top three as well. It's going to be between Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, and LeBron, I would say. If I, if I had a personal preference and I can see this happening, it'd probably end up being Russell Westbrook again because that man is just – he seemed to make it – he got robbed of it two years ago, and the fact that he finally got it last year is only going to feed that hunger. You know what I mean? And so I could see also if uh, Steph Curry happens to have a miraculous shooting, uh, shooting career like he did or shooting year like he did last year, he could pull it out. And then maybe it's like a wild card. We could have, let's see, uh, I don't know. Honestly, it could be Paul George here too. He's on a new team. He can get the ball faster. He's got players that will help, that'll support him on defense, pick up for his slack. And it could be his year as well. All right. So, so I kind of wanted to get some Vegas uh, insight onto this. Okay. Right now, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James are both equally favored. At least oh, last right, I checked. Right. They're totally both equally favored to win it, you know, and – Here's the thing. Kawhi Leonard is going to miss the season opener, this quad injury. It, right. it didn't seem like it came out of nowhere. Obviously, he had the ankle. It looks like that's okay. But the quad injury, it's not that it came out of nowhere. It's that it was. It just seemed like it was underreported. I mean – Oh, probably. You I know, to, all of a sudden they come out and they're like, oh, he's going to miss the whole preseason. People are like, what? I mean, <laughs> I, I said in the pod, I thought, I thought he was just going to miss the preseason because Pop was like thinking, okay – we're going to get fined now if anybody is resting. We're going to get fined a lot. So I'm going to just rest him this time, you know, for the beginning. He doesn't need to play preseason. He's freaking Kawhi. Yeah. And, you know, and then and then we'll get going. But he's missing a season opener. These soft t- tissue injury, tissue injuries are never anything that are good. Yeah, they um, keep popping so back up. So just something to keep in mind. Um, but he was third in MVP voting last season. Obviously, he's considered the best uh or if not one of like two, oh yeah, uh, best. And honestly, I think he's the best in regular season, consistently the best two way player in the game. 
And he always but, gets better. He's like he's never like had a season where he's dipped back down. Like he's he, he dropped a yeah. little bit in defense last season. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of people are saying is like the only like the only reason the 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 you know what is it the the defensive plus minus or not the defensive plus minus the um I forget the stat, but they were saying the only reason that really dropped is because how much offensively his role grew. Exactly. Which is like okay, you like so, yeah, we can stomach that. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't a lot; it was just a little bit. But anyways, you know the. Both the Rockets and the Thunder added ball-dominant players, which I think will likely take away from Harden and Westbrook's usage. Right. I mean, yes, Westbrook was incredible last season. Triple-doubles out the wazoo. Hell yeah. But are you telling me that he's going to get all these rebounds again and all these assists? No, definitely not. That's, I mean, yeah, that's the one factor. I mean, is that and I, got... to be quite honest, they kind of like boosted his stats last season, anyways, because yeah. they were just letting Westbrook get every rebound, which I just don't see from like also. you know Paul George and you know Melo, Melo too. So I just see I just see Westbrook not being the MVP, not because he's not that good, right. but more because of like uh, he's not going to have the triple double stats like he did last. Exactly, time. and honestly, but he won't, he won't at the same to. time, yeah, but at the same time, like let's say this team over overperforms and like. Gets up there in the West. I mean, you never know. But so I have I have Kawhi Leonard. I think he's gonna win it okay. solely because here's here's my thing. He's the he's the best two way player in the league, and his and his team didn't make hardly any acquisitions outside of Rudy Gay. Exactly. Now, if if Lamarcus Aldridge nice you know comes back to all you know all star level, yeah, he was awful last year compared <laughs> to his standards. Chokes. If he comes back to all you know all star level, then maybe not for Kawhi. But I think Kawhi wins it. I think, uh, I think he, uh, I think he takes another step forward, mm-hmm. which is hard to say considering how good he's been. But LeBron James too could also win it. My my thing with LeBron, I don't think he's going to play enough games to win it. I think That's, he's going to. Yeah. He, he does this thing, you know. He's like, I'm going to win the East. Why the hell should I care about an MVP trophy? I don't and care about that. Yeah, and it's so smart because like now so, he's got like yeah, two more. It's very smart. Yeah, two three more offensive pieces on his team. He doesn't have to nearly carry nearly as heavy load as he did, like you know, five years ago, ten years ago, whatever. And so it's come to the point now where he will save his body, like he like he definitely can. When he's playing against weaker teams, and when it comes to playoffs, the man's going to show out like he normally does. But the best thing about Kawhi is that is that the fact that like he can he can he averaged the league in steal or he uh, led the league in steals like two years ago, and that's definitely possible again this year. And let's say he gets his, he gets his assists up. And he's a twenty-five, five and five player. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, yeah, yeah. It might be sold. So then, uh, going down the odds, Kevin Durant at plus five fifty. I could see that one too, especially like like the the plus minus stats with him off the floor with the the, the Warriors. Yeah. It's almost getting the point where they might be relying on him a little bit too much. Uh, whereas before he was just like a you know he was going to the monster of a super team, right? But. I could see that, but I, w- I, I think just the Warriors cannibalize each other with the stats and like, you know, gets like, I mean, he, he just doesn't have to play as hard. You know, he exactly. doesn't have to do what MVPs, like what typically voted MVPs have to do. Mm-hmm. Then you got Westbrook at 600. Then here's my dark horse. And you can give your dark horse if you have one. Sure, my dark sure. horse is Giannis. And I don't think that's a hot take either. He's like, oh, that's a, that's actually fifth, a really good one too. Fourth or fifth, I think in odds um, yeah. behind, you know, Kawhi, LeBron, Durant, Westbrook, uh, Harden. I just think this guy is he's he averaged career high Jose in all five scoring categories last year. The and man he, is yeah. He, he's he, amazing. In points, rebounds, assists, steals and blocks. Like all five he got career <laughs> highs. I mean, if this guy takes another step and at his age cuz he's he's like the new young, you know. Yeah. Even even KD told like in an interview said that Kawhi or that Antetokounmpo is basically 
his his untapped potential is like scary. It's like stupid scary oh, because God, the man yeah. is like. Have you seen the photos Greek, from him Greek. like two years he's ago? He's like Durant. Yeah. He's like a he's like a Durant that could be like yeah. he's like Durant that. He could be even better, to be quite honest. Oh, I could see it too. The man, he's got his weight up. His, I mean, his like his muscle definition is like off the charts now. He's like he's gotten his, uh, like you said, all like five uh, scoring stats up, and he's only twenty-two. Yeah. He's uh, all right. Let's uh, keep it going. Uh, we are just we love talking about this stuff. Oh, for so sure. just oh, to for round sure. it out, James Harden at plus one thousand, and uh, Steph Curry at plus twelve hundred. So Giannis is actually uh, equal odds with Harden, which is very interesting. So then you got Ben. Uh, who's your rookie of the year? I, personally, I got Ben Simmons. Yep, I was going to say the exact same. The man can do anything, just being at his size, having the handles he does, and the court vision. If not Ben Simmons, then we already know it's going to be uh, Lakers boy. So, yeah, Mr. Ball himself. Yeah, the the other thing, you know, just talking about the MVP voting too, uh, they just, they, they're always going to see the game a little differently than most people would, just yeah. because, you know, they, they vote off of like the flashy, uh, you know, exciting, like headlining stuff. Oh, people definitely. Don't, people don't care yeah, about defense really that yeah, much. Yeah, that's half of it at least. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. You know, I think he's he's going to have a great season. Lonzo Ball, if, yeah, if he doesn't win it, Lonzo, we'll talk about him later too. But okay, I wanted each of us to like pick three teams that we're interested in that are kind of a little off the board, you know, that people may not think of. So the first team I want to talk about is the Minnesota Timberwolves. They kind of got a quiet big three in Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, and Carl, Anth- Carl Anthony Towns. They got some veterans to mix in. They got Jamal Crawford, Todd Gibson, yep, Jeff Teague, who's yep. not necessarily a veteran, but you know he's a good player. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2004. They need to step up their defensive game, and I think they will this year. I like this team as like a you know to be able to hit, reach the playoffs. And what do you think uh, this season about the Timberwolves? Yeah, especially with uh, Cat and Wiggins. They were already on the come up pretty much, and they're young guys. But they've gotten to the point where Andrew Wiggins, that man is already you know dropping like a double-double. He can average that pretty easily. And Carroll Anthony Towns is a great center. He can play two ways. And adding Jimmy Butler, adding an all-star, and someone who's been to the playoffs, so he's got that experience. Things can help him out. Definitely. Uh, what team are you interested in? Uh, for me personally, I'm going to go with the Sixers. So having Joel Embiid back healthy, you've got Ben Simmons, of course, who's my vote for Rookie of the Year. And uh, you've got big guys, Joel Olka for, and also <laughs> <laughs> and uh, JJ Reddick. So basically you have, you got, you've got shooters, you've got bigger guys, and um, uh, Joel Embiid, if he stays healthy, honestly, he can help that tree, help um, catapult that team all the way back to uh, at least eighth seed. Got to trust the process, right? Exactly, exactly. We've been waiting for it. All right, so the next team I want to talk about is the Wizards. So they won 49 games last year, which was the highest since they've been named the Wizards, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, since they were like the Bullets. So, you know, and people might have forgot this. They pushed the Celtics to a seven-game series last year to go to the East Finals. And, like, you know, now that the Celtics have lost Gordon Hayward, they might, they might be able, you know, to get that second seed. And if they play well enough and if the Cavs just don't look good or are not in shape or, you know, who knows what happen, can East, happen. Yeah, but, anything can happen. Especially John Wall, Bradley Beal, Gortat, and Porter. I mean, you know, I'm not saying together. they win the series. Yeah. I'm not saying they win the series, but if they can push them, that'll be pretty interesting. So It'd make for a good series that's, for sure. Yeah. That's definitely a team I've been interested in. Yeah, you have any more you want to talk about? Um... I definitely do. Yeah. Okay. I was so excited to think about this. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. For me, it's going to be the next one's probably going to be probably the Lakers, I'd say. 
because okay. uh, just because like you know they're young right now, but after they have uh, they've acquired Ball, who's been really well in the preseason, and they still have uh, what's that guy's name? What's their what's their center's name? The big boy's name? Uh, Julius Randle. Yes, yeah. And after yeah. Julius Randle is making a, he's made his come up. Obviously, he's definitely good now. Jordan Clarkson, um, and uh, Brooke Lopez, like that team right there, they're going to be able to score. And like they have Luol Deng now, who's like a veteran, who's a leader. And like they've got some good players come off the bench. I'm not saying they were gonna. I'm not gonna say they're gonna make playoffs, but I'm gonna say that after about a year, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be they're gonna be back. Lakers are not gonna no longer be looked over anymore. Yeah. All right. So my last. I'll talk about that team later too in sure. the questions. Uh, sure. Someone. All right. So my last team is the Pelicans. I think this Ooh. team is very, very interesting. They are zigging where everyone's zagged. Everyone's trying to go to a smaller ball approach. They want more threes, more passing. Yeah. Team is going for a bigger approach. You got Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis, who both average twenty points and ten rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. If they can find a good way to, you know, stagger the minutes and also uh, work both these guys in the offense, and especially if 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 Anthony Davis can somehow or not somehow, but if he can play kind of like a Magic Johnson, I'm not Magic Johnson esque, but like a yeah. type of like point guard kind of role. Oh, and he's got with, handles. He just needs to stay you, I mean, could you, yeah. you can't stop that pick and roll. Oh, absolutely not. You, yeah, I mean, Cousins, and, you can't, yeah. you can't. No, you can't stop that. Like, you cannot stop a pick and roll with. I mean, there, there's, there's not. No there's, there's like maybe one big man in the league who could uh, stop. You know, one of those, and like Go Bear, and like I mean, I guess. Uh, um, Maybe like Draymond too, but like you're like there's nobody has two big men that could that could stop them. Yeah, and it was you, so interesting. Yeah, it was so interesting to see Boogie and um and Anthony Davis play together. Like when he got traded after the All Star break, and it's like just the way that they we like they'll be able to feed off of each other because people figure out with Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a great point guard. He's a pass first point guard. He's athletic. He can make his own. He can create his own shot, but he can also like you know create offense for the whole entire team. And Anthony Davis. He's got amazing core vision. The dude's got handles. And you combine that with Boogie's, like his size, his athleticism, his drop step. I mean, the man, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty insane to watch. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, ugh, I just, you know, if they can do that right, which I'm not sure they do can do, they're going to need outside shooting. You're going to need Drew Holiday to be able to oh, score too. Sure. But if they can do that right, that team will be very fun to watch. All right. I'll say let's give our uh, 16 playoff teams. Let's start with the West in order. Um, who do you got at one? <laughs> uh, I've got uh, Golden State, and I got drum roll Golden State too. Okay, <laughs> number two, who do you got? Let's see. You know what's funny? The Warriors are minus one hundred thousand to make the playoffs. Like, oh my god! Holy crap! Jeez, <laughs> it's actually hilarious. I've got a. Uh, let's see. I've got the Spurs at two. Interesting. For me, yeah. I got the. Rockets at two. I think it. I think that. I think. I mean, CP three is just like a pop killer. Like he, he, oh, just, he always gives pops a lot of fits, and I think it's just got. He's the well, He's just side. really That's smart sure. on the court, right? So, at right. three, I got the Spurs. Um, I think though, I think they're you know they're just gonna be able to be a little better than OKC consistently, and they already have like an established offense that they want to run, as whereas OKC does, hasn't you know hasn't figured it out. Um, what do you have at three? Uh, for me, I've got the Rockets. Okay. Three. Yeah. For me, it's for me. I think they're going to have the hard, a little bit harder time with uh, figuring out the system between CP and uh, James Harden. 
And just because the Spurs have been so consistently good and they play such a good defense, and all of a sudden, I mean, let's just say you have Rudy Gay have like a, I don't know, like a weird like <laughs> aging breakout season where he just like drops 20 points a game, it's over because you've got Rudy Gay and um, Kawhi Leonard all of a sudden taking the brunt of the scoring. Yeah. All the other pieces on the Spurs are just going to be able to say, knock them out. So the Rockets going to fall a little bit, I think, while they're trying to figure it yeah. out. All right, so at four, I got the Thunder. Who do you got? Yep, Thunder for me. Okay, too. five. I have Timberwolves. Who do you have at five? Uh, I've got the Trailblazers. At Interesting. Five. So I'm going to talk about them mm-hmm. later in a question. I keep saying that, but I swear, like people ask good questions this week. Six. I got <laughs> the Nuggets. Who do you have at six? I've got the Thunder for six. Really? So you have the Thunder only mm-hmm. getting a six seed? Yeah. To be honest, what it's going to come down to me for, is going to be uh, is going to be healthiness. So. I don't know. I feel like uh, this is like a, this is kind of weird, but I feel like the Thunder, if they don't stay healthy, if like if one of those three pieces gets injured, that's kind of it's going to put like a thorn in the side for the for the season. But at the same time, I could be completely wrong, and OKC could get you know third. But yeah, yeah. All right. So at seven, <clears throat> at seven, I have the Pelicans, which is the first team I've picked that is not favored to make a playoff spot by. By, oh, yeah. by Vegas. And I, maybe that's just because I'm so like giddy and excited to see how they use Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just see them I see them making a playoff spot this year. Who do you have at seven? Yeah, for me, I've got, uh, let's see, who was this? Pelicans, actually. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Totally mm-hmm. agree with that one. All right, rounding out the eighth spot, I got Portland. Um, I'll talk about this one later, uh, but I think they can. I think they can still get a, pl- a playoff spot this this uh, this year. What about you? I've got I've got the Suns. I think Devin Booker is going to be able to take that team to a different level because he can create his own shot. He's a great shooter. Um, he can, That's kind like, of a hot yeah, take. Got, like, he can see the floor. No, it really is. Yeah, and I think Eric Bledsoe is a great point guard. Josh Jackson is like I mean is going to be a great rookie, and you have Tyson Chandler, which is you know. He's, he's a veteran. He knows. Just for the record, the only team that I didn't have that was favored was the Clippers. The Vegas has them, uh, I think, for like the seventh seed right now. But I just don't see it without CP3. I think that team just kind of yeah. collapses on itself. Yeah, they've got they don't have JJ. They don't have CP. It's going to be they're missing on shooting. They're missing on a ton of shooting actually, and they're going to have the new floor leader just to kind of you know. Represent. All right, let's roll through the East. Let's do uh, let's give like our top three right now. I got the Cavs, then the Celtics. Oh, I had the Celtics there. Man, that's one's going to be tough. Yeah, so I have Cavs right now. I have Cavs, Celtics, Wizards. You know what? I'll stick with that. But man, that went, that injury looked bad. What do you have in top three? All right. So for number one, I've got uh, Miami. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, yeah. So I've got I've got the exact same word as you. I've got Cavs, Celtics, Wizards. All right. Four through six, I got the Bucks, Raptors, Heat. I've got Raptors, Bucks, and then Heat. Okay, so pre- pretty, pretty similar. Pretty. So I couldn't honestly, I couldn't argue with Raptors over Bucks. Like I said, the Raptors are another one of those teams. They got a good, they got a good point guard, shooting guard combo, and then you know, eh, not much after that. It always gets so. I love, I love the East. Like you know, I'm, people say the East is weak, and like yeah, for the past, I don't Forever. know, like <laughs> I'm just kidding, six years. Yeah, it's been, it's been hella weak. But it's so interesting to watch and it's so fun to watch because those last like 10 games of the season, it always comes down to the wire. Last year, there were four or five teams fighting for like if one team hadn't won the next two games for a tiebreaker, 
they would have dropped from like fourth yeah. to eighth. Like it was that close. It was that close. All right, at seven, it was, it was fun to at watch. Seven, I have the Hornets, and at eight, I have the 76ers. Who do you have to round about? Yeah, I've got the. Uh, um, no, actually, I have Bulls for seventh and 76ers for no Bulls for eighth, 76ers for seventh. All right. So, and just for the record, uh, all the ones that I, I mentioned, um, Vegas has all those making play. I kind of, I basically what I did is I did my ranking and then I kind of put the odds in there just to, just to kind of see what what Vegas thinks. Yeah. Um, looking back, I probably would have, I should probably should have talked a little bit more about the 76ers as an interesting team. I just didn't see them off the board because I feel like everybody wants to see how they're doing this year, but. All right, so let's talk about the bullshit story really quick. <laughs> Apparently, this man. All right, so I was coming up with I was coming up with so many puns at this at work today. Uh, this man stole one point two million dollars worth of fajitas, and I I mean I was just sitting Only up in Texas. like, oh man, what do I call, what do I call this? Because I'm trying to I'm trying to make the pod a name of this. I was thinking Grand Theft Taco. Um, oh, that's a good uh, one. Mistakes were made. Prisons, <laughs> prison steak. All kinds. It I could was be just, like uh, I, don't know. I was thinking of all. Oh, con uh, Iasada. Con Iasada. Oh, you could call it like I don't know fajitas twelve. Like I can just 12, hear people. Kind of I, I can just hear people like not listening anymore. Really quick. So. Dude, this is t- such a Texas story. It only happened. Yeah, in Texas. yeah. No so else. like yeah, the, it was in Texas. This guy, he was like a juvenile. He was in the, this is kind of why I want to call it a prison steak. This guy was like a county juvenile justice employee or something. Gilberto mm-hmm. Escarmillo. He, he apparently, yeah. this guy was like having 800 pounds of fajitas dropped off this one day and he had to like miss it. He was like missing work for a medical appointment. And the deliverer comes and they're like, hey, we bought your 800 pounds of fajitas. And the woman that was working there was like, uh, we don't serve fajitas here and so they didn't into it and they're like found out like what the hell like what's going on and apparently this guy over i think it was like nine years yep yep would basically you know get uh get fajitas delivered and then he would go um and sell them to his own customers and like they would be county they would be funded by the county uh he would buy them off of them or off the county's dime they did, I think he determined he stole $1,251,578 of fajitas over like nine Dude, it's like a it's a meat I mean, I don't even know how you yeah, like honest. how do you not have like he's got to have like four or five fridges. I mean, oh, for sure. How, do, how does that like I mean, yeah. think about it like within the first like I don't know, year of stealing fajitas, he could have like just bought a warehouse and like some industrial sized fridges and like kept his going. Like this man, this man had nine years to formulate a scheme. And basically, like, got away with it for almost a decade. I just, so he definitely had, like, a system going. I just don't see how nobody saw that, like, in the books. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they need to fire their accountant and all their, all their bookkeepers. All right, let's get into the questions. First question from Dirty Gary. He asked, what will happen in the Wild Western Conference in the NBA? Who are your contenders and who are your pretenders? say you want to answer that real okay. quick? Yeah, for sure. Um, in the Western Conference, I'd probably say – the biggest pretender is going to be um, the Clippers because they've lost, you know, CP obviously. And everyone still remembers the Clippers is just being on the edge, just beyond the cusp of finally breaking through and making, you know, the, uh, making it to the second round of the playoffs. But it's just not going to happen. Like I said, I mean, they might even, might even make it, they might not even squeeze out of the playoffs. Yeah. That and unfortunately the Mavs because the Mavs, I mean, they're just, they don't have any pieces right now to be able to compete at that level and they need to start tanking or, 
trading. But Derek Smith Jr., man, they're really excited about him. Right, right. That's the name. Yeah, they, that's true. They are. Um, yeah. Okay, so for contenders, I mean, it's obvious, right? Golden State, Houston, San oh, Antonio, yeah. OKC. I mean, not mm-hmm. none of them. I at this point, I think are pretender. I think we all need to see how. I mean, obviously, Golden State's good. San Antonio is going to be good. Houston's going to be good. But OKC is a one that the, I guess the jury could be a little out on. But I'm not going to call them a pretender. The one I had for me, I think the Trailblazers are a little bit of a pretender. Outside of DJ, you know, okay, Damian Lillard okay. and CJ McCollum, I don't think they have much production from mm-hmm. anyone on the court. You know, maybe Nurkic can like give them good post play, but I wouldn't be surprised if they ha- if they miss the playoffs. You know, I have them as an eighth seed. I wouldn't be surprised right. if like you know if one of these uh, lower teams that, that that I didn't have ranked, you know, outperforms and you know clips them for that eighth spot, which is usually uh, it's usually like two or three teams that are always fighting for it. You know, down to the wire. Yeah, they're contesting. All right, next question: How do you think the Lakers do this year? Is it their rebuilding year, or do they make the playoffs? That was from Matt Kemp's. So personally, I think that they probably win thirty-five games, maybe a little higher, yeah, maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a young squad. Julius Randle's twenty-two, Brandon Ingram twenty, Lonzo Ball twenty. I mean, these guys are some young boys, and I think I don't think it's a rebuilding year. I think it's like, okay, what's the goal, right? <laughs> Get LeBron, get Paul George right. next year. That is like the number one goal for Magic, probably. And you're not going to do that by like looking terrible and getting a first round pick. That's not like LeBron wants to see. Okay, this team is good. Yeah, exactly. This team, this team made the playoffs with what they have, or they're very close, and they probably just need yeah. me and like you know my posse of like free agents that I could bring in. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's the thing about it is that, and everyone's hyping everyone. Uh, everyone's hyping LeBron going to the Lakers. The only way I would see him going there was if. Um, Carmelo Anthony was going to go there. If you had, if you added Carmelo to the mix, I could see the Lakers making to the playoffs and LeBron joining them, you know, for free agency. But right now, you'd be basically putting LeBron in the position of Cleveland, you know, ten years ago. It just wouldn't. Be yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're a far cry. Yeah. You know, I think it. What it might, it might come yeah. down to like you know, you know, four four games or so games behind that they might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's this season is all about developing Lonzo Ball. He's going to be a great, uh, great ball, you know, handler. Uh, great, um, you know, it's seeing the seeing you know, having court vision, being able to see guys, getting a lot of assists. And I think that's something that they're going to want to emphasize because LeBron would love that. LeBron would love somebody that can, um, run, you know, run the point guard uh, sometimes, so that way he doesn't have to do it. Because that's just what I mean. Anybody that runs the point guard that much is going to be exhausted when they have to play as much defense. Oh, exactly. So. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, let's just say, like, let's hope like a ball gets, you know, say ten, ten and five for his or fifteen, ten and five. Jordan Clarkson, you know, he steps up, stays in around fifteen points a game, and then Julius Randle or uh, yeah, Julius Randle maybe goes ten, ten, pulls a double double, and of course, uh, uh, what's it called uh, Ingram. And, you know, just maybe they can put it together. Yeah, you know? so I don't think they make the playoffs. They're sitting right now at plus 500. They're behind the Pelicans, Jazz, Grizzlies, Clippers, all of, you know, who are all more favored to either make the playoffs or, like, just miss it outside of them. So that's probably right. That's probably right. I'd probably have them behind the Jazz. They're good, 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 well-coached team. The Grizzlies always play very hard, very tough, very gritty, a lot of pride. I could see them beating maybe them, but Pelicans, I think, will be better, and I think the Clippers will be better, so... Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. The Pelicans will bully them. All right. The All right. I'll say anything else before we get out of here. Oh, uh, not much, dude. Thanks for having me. This yeah, is great. it was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. All right. So for Osei, I am Joey. 
Please follow us at the BBB Podcast on iTunes, at the BBB Pod on Twitter. Get us some more five star reviews. They are they are coming in one by one. I want to see. Let's get five. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna set the stakes high, people. I want five more by next episode. You can do it. Get your friends. <laughs> get your kids. Get them on. Give me some five star reviews. Maybe not your kids. I don't think they might have an iTunes for their own account yet set up. Anyways, enjoy the NBA season. Enjoy tonight's games. Um, and we will talk to you later, folks. Thank you guys.